Hey everybody, we're back. This is episode 117 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. The reason why we've been delayed for the past two or three weeks, my, my apologies. And sitting right across from me, as always, is my pal, the very on-time and very uh, on-time De Quincey. <laughs> What's I, up, lost you lost I lost it. You lost it. After that. Yeah, I see that. You you just had like a uh, a train of thought and you just went off the rails. Yeah, exactly. You want to keep going, sir? Absolutely. All right, we'll keep going. Then. Um, yeah, so you were sick for a couple of weeks there. Just sick, yeah. sick, not coronavirus sick. No, no, thankfully not. I think the Dark Lord or this would be a, a very morbid podcast. I have to come in with a funeral march and everything. 100 episodes, yeah. 117 episodes. I mean, you can't, you can't already start the best of. <laughs> I mean, shoot, did you ever? Uh, who did? Somebody wrote, did a um, report on podcasts, and a bunch of podcasts like fail or just stop producing after like their seventh episode. We've done way more than that, so yeah, we have enough for a best of. Yeah, but I don't want that to happen. That means I'm <laughs> dead. <laughs> I mean, or in jail. You know, could be either one. But Hopefully no, neither. We're here. Um, sorry, sorry for the wait. Um, but uh, let's tell the people why we're here. Oh, do you, want, do you want me to tell a story, or do you want to do it? Yeah, you go for it. All right. So wait, hold on. Let me work. Uh, so what, what day was this? This was Thursday, right? Yes. So Thursday. Yeah. Thursday at six. 26, you text me, almost done watching Super Showdown. A couple of thoughts. I replied, LOL, I'm ready. When I replied, those three dots popped up and didn't go away for a good five minutes. So we're here to talk about <laughs> Anthony's undying rage at the latest uh, WWE Saudi show, Super Showdown 2020. And with that intro, I'll let you take it away. Man, where to begin? I mean, this show. Start at the beginning. I think the place to begin with is the WWE. It's with the performers. Mm -hmm. I feel like they know a lot of fans aren't happy with them going over there. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on them to not piss off those fans and, you know, not piss off the company and everybody else. And there's a lot of money at stake. And I feel like at the end of the day, now um, these performers are going there now just to collect a paycheck. I mean, <laughs> barely collect a paycheck um, and just, just go home. I mean, it, for all the pomp and circumstance that is behind the show with, mm -hmm. you know, the, the giant stadium that they built with all the, the fire uh, fireworks and pyrotechnics that, that go off for every performer that has an entrance. That's an outdoor stadium, right? Yes. Jesus Christ. I can imagine doing any kind of physical activity in Saudi Arabia in the middle of the day. Right. And, this time they said it was like 60 degrees. The last time it was like 120 degrees, I think, or something. I, I don't know, but like, you know, they go a few times a year and the weather is just 
you know, one uh was that you know, Super Showdown or was that um Crown Royal where it had the heat problems? That would be Crown Jewel. I Crown mean. Jewel, I'm sorry. Crown Royal is uh your favorite drink, I imagine. Uh, that's on my mind because that's what I had last night. <laughs> there you go. While watching that uh Netflix show Love is Blind, which you talk about <laughs> you talk about a clusterfuck, that show is a clusterfuck. But staying with the WWE, please continue. Okay. Um, yeah, at this point, it's just like they're just showing up and putting on a show barely, you know, just so they can wait. It's that way they can get out mm-hmm. and say that they so it, with the intention of saying that they performed for those fans and for that government and saying to you know the other fans, hey, we're just getting in and we're getting out, we don't really care. Um, that's my take. That's the way I look, look at it because these matches are not very good. Um, part of it also, I mean, I guess part of it is just, you know, the, the travel. I mean, they're, they're going to, across, the, across the globe for one day and then coming right back. Um, that can't, you know, that can't help with their performance either. But, you know, it, it just – these shows have gotten worse and worse, I think. Um, with very little effort put into them, it feels like from my perspective. And that's not to disrespect the performers. I just, I think that's just something that they've um, compromised with themselves. It's like, let's just do this and get out. Um, and also, I think when you find out that. These part-timers are still getting over or still going over on full-time performers, you know, out of nowhere, it seems like it just, it's just a recipe for disaster. It just wasn't a good show. Um, well, for me, when it comes I mean, to that, we'll like, with, like the part-timers getting over on the, uh, over the full-time guys, they, the, you know, Goldberg has a bigger reaction than damn near any of the full-time wrestlers. That's on WWE. That's on them not being able to build correctly. I agree. I absolutely and, agree. And they, they can't, what's wrong with They don't know how to capture the momentum of a character and continue it. Anything that they fall into, like the Fiend this year or Kofi Mania last year, it's just an accident. Like all, like lately, all their biggest storylines have just come accident, accidental. It's not really like they planned out for it. Well, yeah, that Steve, that's why I kind of disagree. I feel like yes, you're right. Kofi Mania, I don't think they saw that coming at all. The Fiend, I think they were more prepared for it. I don't think because they ever thought it was going to be as big as it is. I think so. I think they they always had the, the idea of, you know, putting him in a top position. Um, and it actually worked. You know, they were hesitant at first to put the title on him because we saw what happened there last year when he lost his first title match. Um, but I think, I think the thinking was, we can't believe it's caught on this quickly. Okay. I agree with you on that one. So, 
you know, I think Bray Wyatt has established himself over the years as a guy that fans get behind, a guy that creatively is something that, that fans appreciate. Mm-hmm. So I think with this new incarnation of him, this, you know, this, this fiend character, I feel like um, there's enough trust in him. They're like, okay, this is going to get over. It's just a matter of when. Um, and I think it, again, I think it happened quicker than they expected where they weren't ready to take the title off Seth Rollins back then because Seth Rollins was in the middle of his run after having beaten Brock Lesnar for a second time. So, um, it's just one of those things where your two top characters are now fighting for the title. And I feel like they haven't had, they haven't had something like that happen in a long time, but maybe they just weren't ready for it. Um, which again is is a, is a shame. That's that's on that's on WWE, like you said. Um, but every everything else, yeah. I mean, they are they're losing it. They're losing that magic to create something organic, to create something that, or or it doesn't even have to be something that they create. I think it's got to be something that the performers create. Mm-hmm. And the problem is when the performers do create something organically, they're the first ones to shut it down. Yeah, I've seen a lot. It's like if it doesn't come from creative or Vince McMahon, then it's not good enough. And I understand that Vince has been in the game a long time, but there are times where you got to realize that you're not the smartest person in the room. That's okay to let other people have ideas and to flesh them out. But he had, stop changing the goddamn show day of. But honestly, they haven't had something. They haven't had something that they've created mm-hmm. since the Undertaker. Jeez. Austin was not a creation of Vince. That was something that Austin was able to create and get over. They they tried to create Rocky Maivia, and that failed miserably. Mm-hmm. And he went by he changed it and look what happened there the rock i mean the biggest star in hollywood now so you know this idea that if it doesn't come from wwe or doesn't come from vince like they've got to let that go because it hasn't there hasn't been a a, a good idea that that they've created in 30 years now that's a sad that's my opinion all right, well, let's get back to the show. Tell me, um, in fact, you know what? No, let me get to your text messages. You can, uh, let's break them down one by one. Uh, here we go. All right, first one. Fans of the Middle East still love the classic big guy. That comes from the reaction that The Undertaker still gets, mm-hmm. that Brock Lesnar still gets, that Goldberg got as opposed to the reaction that Mansouri didn't get Mm -hmm. a guy that's actually from Saudi Arabia. That's, that's one of them. He's, he's, you know, he's homegrown talent and he's not getting over, over that fact was your next hit. Their own guy from Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Mansouri got a lukewarm reaction while Lesnar got a huge pop. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, it also goes back to the story that when they made this deal, didn't didn't the Saudis give Vince a list of old, you know, classic wrestlers that they wanted to appear, but they were all dead? Yeah, the um, uh, the Crown Ultimate Prince. Warrior. Yeah, the Crown Prince. Um, what's his name? MBS. Yeah, thank you, uh, Mohammed. Uh, something, something, MBS. Yeah, there was an entire list of wrestlers that he wanted, and like, I think half of them were no longer on this earthly plane. Yeah, I mean, Ultimate Warrior, who was like Ultimate Warrior. I think Andre the Giant was on there as well. Right. These these larger than life characters that, you know, the fans could you know cheer for that they something that they've never seen. I mean, the performers nowadays aren't these giant hulking figures they're just a lot of them are ordinary ordinary guys you know that are in great shape that are you know obviously bigger than most but not not by leaps and bounds like they used to be you know yeah i yeah the best wrestler in xt is about four inches and 80 pounds lighter than i am so yeah you talking about Tommaso? No. <laughs> I'm talking about Adam Cole, the champ. Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. the, okay, the title holder. Yeah, 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 no. But yeah, these wrestlers are getting small. It looks like they're getting smaller by the um, by the generation, but mm-hmm. also getting more athletic. So it's a, it's a trade-off that's happening. And it's been happening for a while in America, but other countries such as, you know, the Middle East, where they're still a little bit behind culturally, they love seeing those big hulking monsters coming through. Right. I mean, because they don't get wrestling every night, like, yeah, like, we, like over here in, in the States. So it's mm-hmm. like, they're not used to seeing high flying action. That's why the Angel Garza Umberto Carrillo match was boring. The, the I mean, OA. Yeah. Because it just wasn't connecting with the fans. It was a great match on Monday night. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best matches I've seen in a few months. You know, their matches always remind me of the old WCW Cruiserweight matches. Yes, absolutely. And I can It's what they wanted the Cruiserweight division to be. Yeah, I can understand why that would hit over here in America. And, you know, the, I, the internet wrestling community would love that stuff because it's what they've been seeing in ballrooms and dance halls for the past 20 years. But... If you're in Saudi Arabia and the only wrestling that you've seen is like Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan, yeah, Hulk Hogan or like you say Andre the Giant or Ultimate Warrior, these little guys doing all these flips and spins would do nothing for you. Yeah. So basically, that was a nine-minute match that was full of silence. Mm-hmm. Might have been the Saudi bathroom match. Um, okay, moving on to your next text message. Uh, Okay, I'll put these three together. Remember when Ricochet was a big signing? As amazing of an athlete he is, he's nothing but a geek. Country accent with the I'm a little guy who could do amazing things to. But also, he'd probably be in the same spot that kept his Prince Puma mask slash persona, if not lower. It's a weird spot, man. It's a weird situation with, with Ricochet. Because it's like... Yeah, like I said, he's a geek, man. I mean, he's, you know, he's got this little country twang because he's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't look like a, he doesn't look, look like your classic Kentuckian 
or your stereotypical stereotypical Kentuckian. He's shredded. Mm-hmm. He's got an eight pack, basically, I think. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, you know, he's got the whole, you know, I'm gonna beat the odds. You know, I can be a superhero. You know, and I can do you know superhero, you know, super heroic things and stuff like that. I can do things that most can't do in that ring, which is all true. But we already have a guy that's out here pretending to be a superhero. His name is Ali. Right, and he's missing in action for months. Is he? Is he on Raw or SmackDown? I SmackDown, don't... exactly. Okay. okay. <laughs> or maybe I'm he's sure. on Raw. I don't know anymore. Oh God, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check while you talk. Hold on. Um, but the thing about Ricochet is that, you know, he's a big star on the Indies. You know, the Prince Puma gimmick was was huge on Lucha Underground. But I don't know. It just uh, he's on SmackDown. Okay. It's Sorry, just, you know, he's not gonna, like I said, like you asked after that where mm-hmm. his ceiling is. I think we've, I think he's already hit his ceiling with the United States title, because it's clear he's not gonna. He wasn't. He didn't get. He got zero offense in that match against Brock Lesnar, a guy who is, what, uh, eight inches taller, and a hundred. 50 pounds heavier or no a hundred pounds a hundred pounds heavier a little walking brick shithouse yeah so you know he's I, I just don't see them doing anything else with him you know while you were talking about his uh, ceiling I just, the thought just popped to me what if he went somewhere where his size wasn't um, such a disadvantage? So I was like, what if he goes back down to NXT? Was it, they've already done, the, done that with Finn Balor. But yeah, but if you want to, if these three shows are equal, you're saying these three, all three are equal, you can move up and down and do whatever. Then him being an NXT champion and holding that belt and running it there for four or five months would do a hell of a lot more for him than just being you know, the guy who comes out on Raw and you're like, oh, there's the U.S. title, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, you know, that's basically the reason they sent Finn Balor down. I mean, he wasn't doing anything on the main roster or on Raw or SmackDown, you know, if you want to make them equal. Um, and I guess, you know, if – if he can get better storylines and, and more action, sure. I, I guess why not? Yeah. And my thing is also we'll talk about Ricochet. Once you get destroyed by Brock Lesnar, what do you do now? We <laughs> saw this, we yeah. saw this with Kobe Kingston. And with Kofi, the answer was okay, you're back with the new day fighting for the um, SmackDown champ, uh, tag team championships, what they got which they got and then lost at Super SmackDown, Super Showdown. But for Ricochet, he doesn't have a tag team partner. What's he going to do now? Is he going to feud with AJ again? No, AJ's going to feud with The Undertaker. Yeah, AJ's feuding with The Undertaker. So what's Ricochet's play now? Like, what is... Lost in the shuffle. What's he going to... What's his role going to be for um, WrestleMania? Just in the Andre Memorial Battle Royal? Pretty much at this point. I think... The losers, 
from Thursday. Mm-hmm. The losers, the losers from that show, with the exception of AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt, they're all relegated to the battle royal at this point. I think Ricochet is going to be in there. Um, Dolph Ziggler will be in it because he lost to Mansuri. Um, you know what here it says his name is Mansoor. Mansoor. Yeah, have we been saying his name wrong? I think so. Oh, I apologize to you, sir. Um, man, my thing, I'm, just, I'm looking at the results of the matches, and I'm just thinking, like, booking them different. You're telling me you couldn't have given R-Truth that win for the, the trophy and just having him run around with the trophy acting a fool for the next two months? You got to get the Undertaker over somehow. Or even, like, you remember when R-Truth had that little run-in with um, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman a couple weeks ago? He would have been a better fit for that match with Lesnar. Yes. Give him the Lesnar and let Lesnar beat him up for two, three minutes. There's no reason to to do that to Ricochet. Because mm-hmm. you completely stop this momentum. And, like, R-Truth, we all know he's not winning the one of the big belts, but it'd been cool just to see him interact with Paul Heyman for a couple of weeks, and like their one interaction together right before the Royal Rumble was hilarious. We should at least had that for a while, but and that goes back to the the idea that Ricochet is kind of a geek. I mean, he's not great on the mic, and. I think even if you're going to be, even if you're set up to lose Mm -hmm. against Brock Lesnar, you need someone strong on the mic to go toe to toe. Like, even if you're not going to go toe to toe with Lesnar in the ring, or if you're just going to get thrown around, you have to be able to go toe to toe with Paul Heyman on the mic. And I mean, let's be honest, to make it somewhat interesting, how many guys can actually do that? I think our truth could have done it, like you said. How many guys can hold their own with uh, Paul Heyman? Truth, uh, Rollins, Rollins, Reigns, Styles. Yeah. And the guys we named all have other things they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Well, except for our truth, who's another one that's going to be thrown into that battle royal situation at WrestleMania. But at least you got they got paid for it. Pocket straight. Yeah. I'm still going through this. Is this the end of the Corbin Reigns thing? I hope so. Like, we're not going to see Corbin in, like, a month or so trying to beat up on Roman Reigns and interfere in his match at WrestleMania, are we? No, but I feel like they gotta do, they're going to have to do something from now and, betw- from now and between WrestleMania, the rest- oh, Elimination shit. Chamber. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a six-man tag or something like that. Because there's not going to be a, a chamber match on the SmackDown side, a singles chamber match. Yeah. The chamber, chamber match on SmackDown is going to be a tag team chamber match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the women's elimination chamber and the SmackDown tag team. That's it. All right. Anything else you want to talk about Super Showdown? Well, I mean, you know, the biggest letdown kind of 
I, I don't know. I've, I've, it's weird because a lot of people are justifying it. WWE is kind of setting up, you know, bigger things, I guess. But, you know, it, it's still just really, as a fan, it's just like, ah, like a big collective sigh. Like, oh, man, like, you know, you take a risk of killing Bray Wyatt's momentum by taking the title off of him against Bill Goldberg. Um, you know, Wyatt's put in the work all this time, man. And he's, it's like these guys are now only holding the title for six months at a time, basically. And that's it. You know, I was gonna they did the same thing with Kofi. Mm-hmm held it for six months, and now they've done it with Bray Wyatt, who's held it for six months. You know what the worst thing is? I can't even make the AEW joke about them having the 50-year-old champion because they no longer have the 50-year-old champion. Right. But the 50-year-old champion made sense for them. Yes. It made complete sense. And it also made sense. It made sense for a lot of reasons. Yes. One, he's it a face that you recognize. It brings legitimacy to that new title. Two, he had a strong faction to protect him. Yeah. To make I, sure he held on to the title for as long as he could. You have all the facts, sir. I'm here to make some jokes. And, the, and a, new, <laughs> a new brand new promotion that spent time saying they wouldn't be like WWE giving their check – their uh, title to a 50-year-old man was hilarious to me. <laughs> but now the, the jokes are gone. Wait, wait, since yeah. we're talking about AEW, let's, let's continue. Um, did you watch their pay-per-view? No, I did not. What was it? Revolution? Yes. Okay. Uh, Do you want to know why I didn't watch it? It's the same reason I didn't watch it, but go ahead. I... It's $50, man. Yes. Uh, them days of spending fifty dollars for a pay per view are over. I'm they are for me. I'm not doing. It. I don't pay for for wrestling. For wrestling, and even boxing, if I can get the hookup, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, oh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Talk about that fight. Uh, we can but, tie that into Baron Corbin. <laughs> oh yeah, his I saw tweet. <laughs> yeah, I saw his post. Uh, but the same with AEW, the, the Revolution. Um, going back to the fifty dollars price point, like that's a. I know they. Only, I've said this before. I know I'm repeating myself, but they only have four pay per views a year. But still, fifty dollars a pay per view. That's two hundred dollars I'm selling out, which is much more expensive than having the, the WWE Network for an entire year. Right. I mean, I'm spending $10 a month to watch a pay-per-view and I watch every single pay-per-view, every show. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to watch every, all four shows for $50 for $200. I mean, you know, right there, those four shows are basically double what I pay for the network for the whole year. Yeah. And for me, it's, I believe that AEW needs to do something to create a streaming service. Like maybe they throw AEW Dark on there um, instead of relying on YouTube for their promo and getting to know um, their characters. They use their own streaming service for that. Then they can put their pay-per-views on there and charge, I don't know, maybe $15 a month. 
I think twelve, fifteen dollars a month, something like that. I think there are a lot of uh, hardcore AEW fans that would pay for that. I don't know at this time. I I feel like they're still too young. I think it's still too ambitious. I think I'm just saying this because we're in the generation that we are right now. It's I need this now. I need everything you can. Blah blah blah. It's the streaming services that we have. You know, you got Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, all this. And so jumping in right now while think while AEW is still hot and making a a guaranteed uh, a profit every month, I just think that'd be a smart thing to do compared to these pay per views they do every month. It might. Um, but then you would have to do a pay-per-view every month. And well, you don't have to you do know, a pay-per-view every month. You could do something like that's like a house show. Oh, and like I said, put the AEW um, dark, put the matches on there so people can watch them there. And have like promos and get to know you about their recent signings and things like that. And like all the shows that they put on YouTube, like the Being the Elite show and things like that. Put them on your own server so you can make money for yourself instead of making money for YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big undertaking, though. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that, you know, WWE had to, they prepared for. You know, they, they took a couple of years to, to prepare for it. Um, I, I feel I, like AEW would just be jumping right into it. I understand, but the thing is, like, you look around now and everything's streaming. You want to get to, you want to get into the market before the market passes you by. That's true too, but wouldn't you argue that the market is pretty saturated this at this point too? I mean, so many streaming services. You get in while you while you can and make it cheap. Uh, make it like like I said, twelve bucks a month. You can get people in, especially with the numbers they've been getting on um, on Dynamite. They're averaging what, like seventy five hundred people, something like that per episode. You seven hundred fifty. Seven hundred fifty thousand episode. And you get half of that for what eight nine months. You've already made more money than you could have made in a year with pay per views. Yeah, I think if you do something like that, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to go continue like further your business with TNT. Because I feel like TNT has those resources to get the ball rolling quickly for you to put a streaming service together. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, it could work, I guess, you know, if you have TNT's further backing. I mean, they've... I mean, they've already re- re-upped the, the show for, what, three more years? And they're about to and they give them show? a second show. Yeah. You have the backing of TNT already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of ways for them to make more money and to expand. And I think having something like a uh, a streaming service would make it easier for people who who no longer watch WWE but want to get into um, AEW. People like that, it'd be easier to ask them to cash out. 10, 15 bucks a month, and hey, those are pay per view and it's $50. For me, it's just a slow burn. But I understand if if it's too hard, they don't want to. 
I don't think it's not, I don't think it's a matter if they don't want to. I think it's, I, you know, I, I think what you're saying, I wouldn't be surprised if they've got something cooking already, if they've got something in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you're right. You know, streaming is the way to go at the moment. So maybe they could capitalize on it. I just want them to make as much money as they can and stay in business for as long as they can. Right. Having two two wrestling operations going at the same time, uh, competing for business will help everybody in the long run. Right. At the moment, I don't think it's helping much because I feel like WWE is still not scared. They're still not – bothered by what AEW is doing. Mm-hmm. But I think if you do something like that, if you do something like a streaming service, you, you know, expand, like you said, that might finally open some eyes and really, you know, kick everybody in the pants, to, you know, to, to write this ship and to make it good again. Sorry. That's all right. Um, okay, AEW were both too cheap to pay for their pay per views. Noted. Duly noted. Duly, duly noted. Oh, I remember. So you you heard the rumors about WWE uh, selling their pay per views like Fox, ESPN. Yes. Can we say that the same our same feelings about AEW's pay per view model would apply to WWE's? I can't say that right now. I'm a homer still. So you pay $50 for a pay-per-view? Not all of them. Okay. WrestleMania, maybe. Maybe. WrestleMania is not going to be $50. We're going to bump that thing up to 80. You already know. (laughs) (laughs) WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and uh, SummerSlam. Somewhere between seventy to eighty dollars, seventy to ninety dollars. Wait, for the big is four. is the is the rumor that they're gonna they're gonna sell all of their shows? The rumor is no one really knows. Because I I was under the impression that the rumor was that they would sell the big four, <clears throat> but. If Elimination Chamber is going back to $50 a month, no, you you can count me out. I mean, you can count me out on Elimination Chamber for $20. Like, I'm not paying any more than what I'm paying now to see the Elimination Chamber. I'm not paying any more than paying now to see uh, was it Fastlane. I don't even know if that's their payback. Pay backlash. Yeah. I'm looking at their deputies and talks to sell the rights to the pay-per-view events, which are currently available through the company's WWE network platform to another major streaming service. This comes straight from Vince McMahon. Um, a second analyst then followed up to ask if any of the WWE's premier pay-per-views like WrestleMania or World Rumble would be off limits to a pre- potential third party and interim CFO Frank Riddick replied there's nothing obviously the devil's in the details with any of these 
arrangement. But at this point, there's nothing that looks like it would be anything that stops us from doing any kind of transaction with the network that we choose to. So it sounds, from this, it sounds like all pay-per-views, period. Well, no, then I'm out. I'm not, again, I'm not going to pay $20 to see Elimination, Elimination Chamber. I'm not going to pay $25 to see TLC. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I would consider the big four. I would consider them. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And I'm not even guaranteed to get those. Rereading the story, I'm like, does that include the uh, takeovers? Because honestly, I enjoy the takeovers more than I enjoy the uh, WWE pay per views. I mean, at this point, they've got these. They've got these massive networks mm-hmm. broadcasting their shows. Mm-hmm. They could show takeovers on USA on a Sunday night. And you'd probably get some big numbers. Oh, yeah, definitely. For those shows. They could show WrestleMania on Fox. And. Uh, promote it the way they promote the Super Bowl or the World Series. I mean, look how many people watch the Super Bowl every year. Now, I'm not saying 150 million people are going to watch WrestleMania. But if you broadcast it on Fox, you open yourself up to that potential with the, with the right promotion you might even bring back casual fans that don't watch wrestling anymore. Like you do with the Super Bowl. People don't watch, you know, 150 million people are watching the Super Bowl or whatever, however many people, 80 million even, even if it's half, even if it's 75 million people who are watching the Super Bowl, those are a lot, a, a large chunk of those people are just people who watch football once a year. Imagine... If you put WrestleMania on Fox once a year, how many people you would open yourself up to? And you would still bring in massive amounts of money through commercials, maybe. I don't know. Just like the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'd say we're going to look and see. All we can do is watch and see what Vince and the rest of WWE is, is going to do. I mean, they fired two head honchos within the past month. So, what, whatever they were thinking about before, it's obviously not the same as what they're thinking now. Yeah. Only one person truly knows, and he's crazy. <laughs> Very. <laughs> um, back to... WWE, I mean, look, you've got uh, – once again, you've got two part-timers holding the top titles. You've got Lesnar holding the WWE title, and you've got Brock, uh, Bill Goldberg holding the Universal title. And 
you know, it just the thought just occurred. Mm-hmm. Are what are the odds of both of those men dropping those titles at WrestleMania? I have okay. I, feel... I just that just thought hit me because when Lesnar, when Drew McIntyre won the title and set it up to face Lesnar, clearly you could see right at the Rumble. Clearly, you could see they're setting up, hopefully, putting Drew McIntyre over. Mm, yes, I want to kind of hope so. And that would be huge. You started the right way to creating a huge star. McIntyre wins the the Royal Rumble, which is the biggest match to get you to WrestleMania, and then you win the title at WrestleMania. I mean, that's the that's the formula. Okay. And now you've got Roman Reigns challenging Bill Goldberg for the Universal Title. Mm-hmm. Um, one to finally cement Roman Reigns as the ultimate babyface to fully get him over, to get him back in the title scene. Um, where at this point he belongs. Anywhere away from Baron Corbin at this point. But is it too predictable to ensure that both of those guys go over at WrestleMania? I just so this is what I want to say I want to say about that. Last year we were asking the same questions about Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, and Seth Rollins. And they all won. True, but with Kofi Kingston, he was facing a full-time performer. No, I'm saying people got what they wanted at WrestleMania last year. And going into it, we were pessimistic. We might get one of the two results that we wanted. And instead, oh, we okay. got all three. So I see. I don't so have you're not a, as worried anymore. I'm not as worried as I was at this time last year heading into WrestleMania se- season. I could definitely, like... Goldberg, you got your payday at um, Sire, where you have this, you have, you know, your big entrance and your match at WrestleMania, you drop the title to Roman Reigns. Definitely can see that. I can see the same thing with uh, Brock Lesnar uh, losing at WrestleMania to um, uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, thank you. I forgot his name. I mean, we've been waiting for this moment for Drew McIntyre since he, you know, was called up almost two years ago. And now he's here, and we're getting pessimistic about it. No, for me, it's like I think both have a very real possibility of happening. I hope so. I'm I'm fine with both. I mean, that's what that's what I think will happen. I think we're WrestleMania season. We're gonna walk out with two new um, main champions, WWE and Universal, and. Uh, a lot of other titles may not change, but but nobody even cares about those titles at this point. Yeah. I don't know. The thing about those title, those titles are, it's going to take time in order to get people to care about them. But one thing Vince Man has never been long for is time. He's a very impatient man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I hate it because I we've had this thought for a while that the WWE should treat its writing room like a draft and break it up and certain people you're writing about the Universal Championship, you're doing the US Championship, you're doing the um, Tag Team Championship, you put people in there and then you just make a, um, for three months, you write out everything in advance. And then you can change things around, someone gets injured or it's not working, but to have a long-term plan. And that day isn't gonna come until, geez, I don't even know if Hunter would do that. He's your best bet of that happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, we still got NXT. That's all I'm at. Yeah, as long as no one touches that, that's that's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to talk about, man? Uh, you want to mention the the Wilder fight? Oh yes, uh, Wilder figure. Yeah, I watched it. One of the fellows in the uh, group chat gave me the hookup, and I watched it. Um, first off, uh, that fight was over after the second round. Once it became right. obvious that Wilder couldn't rely on his legs anymore. Mm-hmm. Because you, you know, your power comes from your legs. You know that. Listeners, you know that. And if you can't walk, you can't throw a goddamn punch. So do you blame it on the suit? First off, if that suit was really was 40 pounds, he's a <laughs> damn idiot for wearing it in the first place. Um, he's also stupid for um, <laughs> blaming it on Black History Month. The ancestors didn't make <laughs> you go out there with that. Rosa Parks didn't make you go out there. With that, so that was dumb. But it's the only somehow is the only explanation that makes sense anymore. Because when he got hit and he was bleeding from his ear, I thought, oh shit, his eardrum got ruptured. His mm-hmm. equilibrium's off. But it turns out it was just a cut on his ear. So he might have gotten it from the costume, and it so, just it, that long ass walk wearing that forty pound costume did him in. And did it look heavy? I don't. I, I've only seen pictures of it, and the pictures I've seen, I've only seen like the top, you know, the face, face mask. Right. First off, it definitely ob- ob- obeyed the rule of cool. It's a cool looking costume. Yeah. Um, but I'm going back to my original point. It's just stupid <laughs> to wear. Like you know how long the goddamn walk is, and. No, you didn't put on the costume, you know, test it out before you did it. Right. And you know that these guys, the fighters, make everybody wait. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to, why would you make everybody wait if you have to wear that costume? Mm-hmm. Get to the ring. Especially once you feel like, wow, this is heavier than I thought. Yeah. Let's go. We got to get this off. And as soon as I heard that um, that explanation, I was, I was thinking to myself, they didn't know anybody that could reach out to the WWE. They make these cool-looking costumes every year for WrestleMania. They don't weigh 40 goddamn pounds. Maybe WWE wasn't taking their phone calls. After <laughs> all, they, they, do at, they did at one time hire the now 
undisputed heavyweight boxing champion, the Gypsy King himself. Yes. Oh, you saw Hunter was in the. Uh, you saw that. I'm sorry, Triple H was there in the uh, stadium, right? Yes. In the crowd. Okay. But yeah, you're wearing a forty pound a forty pound outfit to your you're and you're walking all all the way there. You couldn't have some guys carry you to the ring like uh Baron Corbin? Like no, I was gonna say what uh Fury did, but yes. That him too. Like it was so it's so stupid that it's plausible. You understand? <laughs> like once you realize he his eardrum was fine, he didn't lose balance that way. And, but he was still tired. He wasn't able to walk. Well, then the only reason that makes sense is the stupid ass reason that he gave. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Yeah, he definitely should not have. So, I mean, man, like I said, like you know, and I know, and the audience knows. You know, I'm, I'm a huge combat sports fan, mm-hmm. big boxing fan, big mm-hmm. MMA fan. I didn't watch this fight. Um, one, I had other plans that night and two, it was like 80 bucks. And I don't have, at the time I didn't have any people to, uh, assist me. Um, had I been at home, I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have gotten the hookup in the time, in time. Um, but like, since I didn't see the fight and I can't really judge whether or not the, the costume had any, you know, had that effect. <clears throat> Are you interested in seeing this fight again? Not really. I mean, this fight was, like I said, it was over in the second round. Everyone knew it except for uh, Wilder. And it was just, oh, going back to that, how dare you fall, fire the guy who literally saved your life in that fight? Yeah. He fired his um, what's it called? The his trainer. corner, yeah, the corner man, his tra- trainer for throwing the towel. It's like, dude, you were getting your ass whooped the entire night. Once it became obvious that you could not stand up on your own two feet, because the only way he was going to win that fight is if he knocked Fury out, because he de- for sure was not winning on points. Right. Once it became obvious that he couldn't knock him out, it was over. Your corner man saved your ass, and you're going to fire him. How ungrateful are you? Some of yeah, I mean that's some sour grapes right there. But uh, you watched the first fight, right? I did, and it was a draw, correct? Officially, it was. Okay, who won unofficially in your mind? Tyson Fury. All right, so you, Fury's won both matches. You think I want to see a third one? Yeah, I gotta say, I love that you're able to talk about this more than I can. <laughs> it's the only time it's gonna happen. Shoes on the other foot. Yeah, right? I'm, yeah, I'm happy. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because <laughs> everyone the day my group chat was talking about it, so I tuned in to watch it. But yeah, Fury, he's a better boxer. Like he's Correct. better. He's a better, better trained boxer than Water is. Water is what's what I'm looking for. Unmitigated power. Thank you. He's like a worse version of Mike Tyson. Like if Tyson Tyson had the power, but he also had the boxing know-how. Fury just has the power. I mean Wilder, sorry. Wilder has mm-hmm. the power. And he's able to knock guys out. We've seen that in his career. But when he comes and up tough opponents. Bit, I mean, you know, not just tomato cans, but you know, mm-hmm. not yesterday's tomatoes, but 
you know, some pretty tough guys. And, you know, it goes to show you the, the skill that, that Fury has. Yeah, Fury has the talent and he has the he has a game plan. Game and he worked it out to perfection um in the last fight. So I don't see why anything would change in his third fight. I you're making some strong points very much. Also, this fight was during Black History Month and if you've seen anything in February, you know the blacks have been losing in Black History Month ever since Trump took office. Oh boy, <laughs> we've been catching L's ever since. Um, <laughs> to, uh, since he walked into the Oval Office in 2017, man. Oh man, but yeah. But to answer your question, if I'm able to get the hookup, wink, wink, nudge, nudge on the third fight, I'll I'll tune in. But I I really think there will be matches. Uh, on the car, there'll be other matches that'll be better than that made him in. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure there were there were matches better on this car that were better than the main event. I just didn't watch them. I didn't turn right. in until until they started doing their entrances, and I saw like I got there in the right at the beginning of the first round. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think I think Wilder is going to invoke the rematch clause, but he already has. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe he should wait it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, right now it's uh, it's it's a good time to be Tyson Fury mm-hmm. because he's on top of the mountain. He's probably gonna make up a hu- another huge payday in in a third fight. And That's he still that. also has the Anthony Joshua fight that he could, you know, look towards. Got that WWE Saudi money. Got that WWE money as well. I mean, yeah. it's a good time to be Tyson Fury, the yeah. Gypsy King. Yeah, I heard that it was somewhere between twelve and fifteen million dollars for that um, Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia pay per view. That was if that's true. That's crazy money. Yeah. And you heard what he did for this fight, right? He donated, no. I think, almost his entire purse for this fight to uh, mental health causes. Oh, that's good. Because he's, you know, it's very well documented that he's had his, you know, battles with mental illness and mm-hmm. um, suicide and, you know, drug abuse and alcoholism and stuff like that. So, Oh, well, that's great. I love things like that you love to hear. He, he walks the walk and, you know. Talks to talk. He talks to talk and and walks the walk. It's good on him. Sorry, I'm a wee bit distracted. <laughs> I just got this update on my phone saying that uh, Mayor Pete dropped out of the presidential race. Wow. Yeah. Like right before Super Tuesday. Man, that's some breaking news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a one-two punch of he was not getting enough um, don't, uh, money because he was another guy that didn't do – he didn't have a, um, a pack, so he wasn't mm. getting enough donation money, and he just wasn't making any kind of inroads of black people. So if you're a Democrat and you can't get black people to vote for you, you will not be president. 
No. Who do you think is going to get it then? Um, right now, is it going to be Bernie or um, – I'm sorry. It's going to be Senator Sanders or former Vice President um, Biden. Those are the two that, that are probably going to be neck and neck. And if I had to guess – if I had to guess right now and put money on what the um, – what the blow, what the, um, what's it called? Not the ticket, but what's going to be on the ballot in November. It's going to mm-hmm. be President Trump, you know, Republican, Bernie Sam- Sanders as Democrat, and Mike Bloomberg running as independent. Oh, boy. Yeah, and that way, I, I, I totally believe if, again, like if I had to put money on it, that's what I would say. And I also would say that Trump gets another term. term. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not saying it as a fan. I just, Oh no! I understand, people. You listen. I'm not saying it as a fan of Donald Trump. Fuck that guy and his policies and people who roll, roll with them. I'm saying as a guy who understands math and basic, you know, analytics and uh, probability. That's what this is. Yeah. No. No. If I, I had, mean, if I had to bet on it, that's that's what I would bet. Those three guys running for president and Trump winning. Yeah. No. Like I said, you know, but I have to preface that. Um, I just. I don't see anybody beating him right now or this year, uh, you know, and, you know, it's just how it's going to go. Because as soon as Bernie Sanders wins the uh, Democratic nomination, you're going to see all the damn socialists um, ads running against him from Trump and Fox News. That's what's Mm going to happen. And people are so dumb that they don't even know what socialism means. They just – see it as an allegory for communism and they right, right. just lose their damn mind. You actually pay attention and research what socialism is. You see there are a lot of things in America that we do that are already considered socialism. But right. I'm sorry. I don't want to give my high horse and preach it. I just want people to look at the candidates, research them, and then make their decision. Not, not just go, oh, because he's a Democrat, I'm going to roll with him, or he's a Republican, I'm believing him. It's like, see what these people actually believe in, what they actually do, and make their decision there. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I voted in the primaries this past week. Mm-hmm. As early voting. Um, I have to admit, I didn't like that I had to select the party. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like to look at all the, I mean, I guess it makes sense for this because you're, you're selecting the, you know, the candidates for each, each side. So they need, I guess, but I feel like they could have, there could be a way to go in and once you make your selection, like if you're going to vote for like the Democratic nominees, then the Republican nominees go away. So you don't get yeah. a chance to double vote or anything like that. And also it's like, if you're, like, if you're a Republican, you don't want, if you're, I'm trying to explain this correctly. You don't want someone from the other party coming in and influencing your votes to make it easier for their guy to win in November. Right. Because you could very, you know, you could very well go in as a Republican and select Democrat and right. vote. You know. Yeah, like if you were uh, if you're a Trump supporter and you go in there and you vote for Michael Bloomberg for pre- for the Democratic nominee because you think he's an easier opponent for Trump come November, right? And I know, and like that's not that's not fair for anybody because you wouldn't want to go in that that way. You wouldn't want to go in vice versa. That 
Yeah. Hey, you know, at my polling place, I yeah. thought I saw uh, – uh, what's his name? Um, he's a Republican, so it was like – part of why I was kind of t- like surprised to see him because mm-hmm. my polling po- – the polling place that I was at was primarily Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um Oh man, what is the guy's name? Um, <laughs> Gone that fast, huh? He's got one eye. Oh, the uh, the uh, Dan something is that his name? But I know you're talking about. He's a representative. Dan, okay, yeah, Dan Crenshaw. Crenshaw, there you go. Yeah, I thought I saw Dan Crenshaw at my polling place. This guy with an eye patch and a goatee. <laughs> I like. And he's uh, like, got an eye patch. He's got to be him. Yeah, and uh, I was I nodded to him. I said, "Hey, like, you know, like, hey, I've seen you on Joe Rogan <laughs> before." It was kind of like that nod, like, "Yeah, I know who you are." Like, I might not vote for you, but like, it's kind of cool, like seeing you. Like, I know who, you, or I, at least I think that's you. Um, but then someone was like, "No, that that wasn't him. That was just another guy with, with an eye patch." <laughs> wow! Yeah. So I felt kind of eye patches. All all eye patches look the same to you, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow! <laughs> and then, like, I, as soon as I was done voting, I got you know, I went on Instagram and looked him up, and I think he was in the Capitol all day. <laughs> that poor guy looked over like, "What the hell is this dude nodding at me for? <laughs> why is he? Why is he <laughs> nodding? This weirdo!" Oh, God. <laughs> Ah, my mistake to yeah. uh, the guy that poor innocent man just trying to get his vote on. Here you are, creepily looking at me. He could be a, a Democrat for all I know, mm-hmm. getting yeah. mistaken for <laughs> someone he probably doesn't want to be mistaken yeah, for. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at us getting a little politics on here. Doesn't happen often, people. So enjoy. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else, my man? No, man. Um, I got my gig coming up. Uh, my third gig of the mm-hmm. year at the Little Dipper, 304 Main Street on March 15th, spinning records from 6 p.m. to 9. All right, awesome. Always a good time, so come on out if you can. Yes. Our Houston peeps come out. So we currently have our next six podcasts lineup. Um, I'll just feel the beans. We're doing our baseball preview. Yeah, baseball season is around the corner. My favorite time of the year. Yeah. Unless they strip us of the title, then I'm not watching baseball this year. Uh, we'll save that. They're definitely not doing that. It's <laughs> right. too late for the that. Finger. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, we're going to do – that'll be the next six. We're going to knock those out and have fun with them before the season starts. I think it starts, like, March 30th, 29th, something around there. We're in the month. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Okay. It's getting getting, close. Yeah, very close. Watching screen train, getting excited. But, so – First and foremost, thank you for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you downloading, clicking, streaming, however you get it. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and now on iHeartRadio. Dun, dun, dun. Look at us. We've made it. We're big time in that. But, yeah. Thanks, guys. That's all I can say. You guys made this a very... Fun adventure 
and I really can't believe we're still doing this. <laughs> to be honest, with you. <laughs> I'm glad we have. I'm glad we haven't burnt out because you know, Anthony, my fr- my friend, love talking to him, love doing this podcast, and love that people out there actually listening. But I'm rambling. Let's wrap this up. Yes, sir. All right. <sighs> For Anthony, I'm De Quincey. Later, babies. Oh, yeah.